Hi, Sal. It's Liv here. If you're still here, it's Christmas. It's been 100 days without you, and I'm ready to end the countdown here. Okay, I'm back outside the bar, and I've got an appointment with the guy Wilma was talking about. The gasoline has been planted. Luckily, it was raining the other night, and the people in our block aren't the most perceptive bunch, so I doubt they'll notice a few extra puddles. Don't worry, most of them won't be home. I think I'm finally starting to see like you, Sal. The flat we live in, the things that made up our childhood, none of it was really there. The trees outside our bedroom window aren't really there, the birds we heard every morning aren't there. You're not there. I'm close, Sal. I can feel it. As long as everything goes according to plan, I'll meet you in JP. Goodbye. Sorry if I cut the recording a little early. I was just so... Ah! It's okay, I made it. I've just reached a JB checkpoint, so it's only a matter of moments before I can tell you all of this in person. The plan worked out perfectly. Even after I got my Vider out, they were still putting out the fire, so I think there's definitely more than enough time for you to get here before the police come looking. I just can't believe that this hell is finally over. Remember Christmas when we were younger? Long before this fighter mess? Ma would dress us up in little elf PJs and we'd watch Christmas movies until Ma and Pa fell asleep. And then we'd sneak out into the living room where our tiny tree was and we'd wait, trying to catch Santa. <laughs> I've been feeling like that lately. Like us in that moment. Waiting and waiting, except instead of Santa Claus, it's you. I still feel like a kid in elf PJs, just waiting for a taxi with you in it to come driving down that dark, narrow highway. Okay, it's been an hour and fewer cars are passing by the minute. Oh, do you remember our first Christmas with Eve? Ma didn't bother with the elf PJs after the virus got implanted, but we made a whole day out of going out to get Eve her PJs. I can still remember the three of us on our bellies, lined up under the table just waiting. <laughs> I brought you some pictures of Eve. There's got to be at least 99 of them. One for each day without you, I guess. <laughs> I'm just ready to put all of this behind me. Maybe we could start a business. Maybe you could start uni or we could travel to Thailand or India or London if you want. <laughs> you still remember the hotel we stayed in in Taiwan when we went on holiday as kids? The one where we snuck into a different hotel room and emptied their mini fridge and had a sleepover? <laughs> yeah, we can go back there. We'll go back. this time I held on. I held on to that memory of you. Out of the three of us, you were the strong one, the selfless, the kind, the safe, the happy one. If there was anyone who could have gotten away, it was you. It was always going to be you. 
I found a note when looking through your room. My Vider wouldn't let me read it first, but even after I got my Vider out, I figured there was nothing in there that you couldn't say yourself, but... After waiting for a few hours, I'm not too sure anymore. Reading this, I heard a voice. A voice I've never heard before. He spoke different from you. Or at least from my memories of you. He... He talked about Ma and Ba and Eve and... Me and things I'd long forgotten and things my Vider had never let me see. But he also talked about joy and fear. And all the other things that come with love when you're young and invisible. He talked about an old friend and how his family couldn't see him yet. Only he could actually see you. <laughs> how he actually saw you actually heard this voice the voice of a brother I blocked out for nine years without even knowing I thought Pa was a bad guy I thought he was the one who started this chaos being the first to block you out but what did I know when they found you where did they take you? Did they keep you away in some little box where no one would have to know so no one's feelings would get hurt? Can you see the sea from where you are? You said, well, you used to say that when you died you wanted your ashes to be scattered to the sea but I don't know what's real anymore. So now I can only imagine, imagine that the headlights of your taxi is breaking through that long black stretch of darkness that you pulled through. You survived and you're taking me with you. Or hell, if you're not here, you're somewhere far, far away. Somewhere where you'd be safe and standing and happy for God's sake. And if I squeeze my eyes shut enough, I see you, but I can't convince myself that I'll be able to recognize the look in your eyes. Sal, know that wherever you are, I love you. And would you look at that? It's day 101.